This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups, and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Think Future podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kalabukas, and once again, we're coming at you live from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. Oh man, pity the poor, poor human. We start off with an amazing memory, sponge-like ability to observe and learn, sharp sense of vision, hearing, touch, taste, and smell. Then over time they develop into a height, then slowly taper off with age. Pity especially the memory Back 10, 20, 50, 100 years ago, in any of those time frames, our big human brain was able to absorb and process the trickle of information from all sources, newspapers, books, journals. Allowed you to absorb information at your own speed. Some read faster than others. We then invented electronic communications like the radio and the TV, where we had to absorb information at the speed with which it was delivered. But only when? It was delivered. The first kind of mass market interactive devices were video games, which, while providing some control over the results, gave us humans some control over the process of the interaction. Eventually, VCRs and TiVo like devices allowed us to control when we would watch the TV that was broadcast to us. As time progressed, we got both more control over what we could absorb and when, and exponentially more content to absorb. Since the commercialization of the internet, we've seen blogs, podcasts, YouTube, among others, increase the amount of stuff out there by orders of magnitude never before seen. Of course, now we can even control the speed at which we absorb things. My audiobook player can play things as slow as three-quarter speed and as fast as three times speed. I mean, who can listen that fast? With all of this, is it any wonder why we're distracted? Take everything else in life and work. Multitude of things we now need to remember to do. Living life itself has become incredibly complex. With a number of adult children living at home, afraid of becoming adults, with full adult responsibility is at an all-time high. Is part of this because life has simply become overwhelming? For those of us who are out there, we can barely keep up with the disruption of life. I mean, they're not marrying areas but haven't suffered some kind of disruption. Recession of 2008 has disrupted the flow of work. 
turning career employees into gig economy hustlers, taking whatever work that they can whenever they can? Well, many of us don't have fixed incomes anymore. Just try getting a mortgage and all you can provide a lender is a sheaf of 1099s from several different companies. Many young adults are unable to afford to buy homes or in some extremely expensive centers, unable to afford to live in their own apartments, barely able to cover the cost of sharing a space with roommates. In some places, a single income will no longer allow you to even live on your own. Tracking and managing your income, your time, your professional and private lives are left to tools like Google Calendar, Outlook, or paper notebooks. They're terrible. How can you manage your time with that? We're awash in to-do lists, calendars, schedules, emails, social media posts, instant messages, apps, all clamoring for our attention. I mean, has this ever happened to you? Your pop-up notifications are so numerous that your phone barely doesn't vibrate? The flood of inputs is just overwhelming. And since most of us are in desperate fear of FOMO, we attempt to absorb everything, but there's no possible way that we can. We regularly take our most effective time of day and waste it in doing crap work and then try to do our best when we're tired and flooded with pointless trivia from clickbait. But underneath all that, we're the same curious kids that we were when we were born. We want to know everything all the time. But the stream of constant information in all forms competing for our attention, attempting to entice us and outrage us so we can consume more, has just become too much for all of us to process. It's just too much that we need to know, do, and be. And we poor humans have yet to evolve to the point where we can do this. We need help. But what kind of help? I mean, one thing we can do is switch off cut ourselves off from the world, mentally go back to the world before the internet. I mean, there's plenty of trends out there towards minimalism, meditation, disconnecting ourselves from the world, being mindful. But even partially disconnecting yourself from the world is not an answer, as any connection is so compelling that you get sucked back into it. But is it possible to disconnect yourself completely from the world? Because the world has now become our interface with everyone else. How often do you see the people that you know and love in person? The internet has become your interface to the world. If you ask me, there's only one solution. You cannot just disconnect from the world. But what we can do and what we should do, and here's your Bill and Dylan Starlup idea, is to build a robust, intelligent, virtual assistant to help you. As we go through life, we experience it. And as we experience it, we make decisions to take on things that we need to do, actions that we need to take. As the world floods over us, we filter and capture only an infinitesimally small portion of it and decide to act on it, it's just too much. But if we had 
a virtual automated assistant to help us filter the world, help us capture what is important to us. And I'm not talking about Facebook and their algorithmic feed engines that really aren't biased towards us, but are biased towards them. If we had that run by us, owned by us, understanding what is important to us and for us to do, and then maybe even do some of the little stuff for us. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't that help? In the democratization of the internet, in giving the ability for any human on the planet to connect with every other human on the planet, which is an awesome thing if you ask me, we've also created an overwhelming amount of content. We need systems to help us puny humans to sort and manage all of this content, tell us what is important to us, and help us to manage our world. And the important point is that these virtual assistants cannot be run by the social media companies that are out there today running them. They have to be run by us. They have to be owned by us. They have to main be maintained by us. They have to be our advocate against the world. The world has become far too complicated to be managed by us alone. We need to design and build assistants who can help. This is the very start of this. And it's therefore the perfect time to focus on this. And if you ask me, this is the most important problem we need to solve today. Create a useful human helping bot which can help us to be better humans. There is no other way. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. future.